Hey, you fellow quarantiners, Kevin Goatee here, gutting the sacred cow. Don't you feel like this is some kind of Alex Jones wet dream utopia of us in a quarantine situation? The only things missing, of course, are, you know, dried beans and living in a fallout shelter next to a septic tank. Ugh, God. Whatever. First things first, my audio, me specifically, is going to sound off on this episode, guys. I'm sorry. I recorded through my computer microphone and not my uh, microphone microphone. So I'm going to sound a little bit distant, a little tinny. So apologies there. And uh, But Kevin Israel and Karen Margolis, who is our guest, sound fine. So this was our first Zoom meeting podcast because of the obvious reasons. So get ready for a few more of these until this freaking virus thing goes away. Whatever. I'm tired. Gutting the Sacred Cow at Hotmail.com for sponsorships at Gutting the for Twitter. Gutting the Sacred Cow on Facebook and Instagram. And please tell your friends uh, to subscribe, like us. We put some cool stuff on the websites. If you want some stickers, hit us up, DM us, Gutting the Sacred Cow on all the accounts. Without further ado, here's Karen Margolis doing Titanic. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah, it's training right now. Yeah, that doesn't matter because we're good in the sacred cow. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, here we are, episode 22. 22? Jeez. Here we are in Corona quarantine. We are bunkered. First show out of the studio. This is is some shit, guys. I don't like not being able to look and see your Nazi blue eyes. (laughs) I don't like not seeing your beanie Jew eyes and nose. uh, No, it sucks. It's it's so much better in the studio, but you know what? Trying times call for this. But we're joined today by a new new friend of ours. I'll say new friend of mine. I've done the Race Wars podcast with her twice. She's got a new po- a new show, excuse me, on the Compound Media Network called Nergasm. Yes. Give it up for Karen Morgolis, everybody. Thanks, Nergasm, guys. I like it. Mm-hmm. Nergasm. Karen, tell us about your show, Nergasm, for a hot second. Well, first of all, they're making me change the name. <laughs> Why? Yeah, because, first of all, they are a bunch of true nerds, and apparently... Like nerdgas, so it's a, the idea of the show is like we just kind of get into a few topics in an hour. Okay. Right, like whatever is interesting to me and other people. I have people on who can talk about it, and um, yeah, it's like a little like fifteen minute a piece like nerd session or whatever. But that is not what that means to nerds at all. Like nerd means mad Star Wars and like molecules and stuff. So they were like, it's not, it's not what like you're gonna get roasted. Oh, Big Bang Theory? Checking yeah. out. I'll talk Star Wars all day, but fucking. Yeah, they were like, it's the view, you know, it's like um, a Today Show kind of thing. So, all right, fine. <laughs> so, what are you going to change the name to? I don't know. I need suggestions, like some kind of like round table with Karen or something like that. You know what I mean? Maybe better. We'll have our, uh, our crack marketing department get on that shit. So, okay. as soon as we hire a crack market, <laughs> as soon as we have uh, an employee, actually. <laughs> Karen has come on to talk about the 1997 mega hit 
Titanic. Kevin Israel, did you see this in the theater, or when was the first time you saw this film? I did. I think I saw. I think this is one of the few movies that I actually saw in the theater twice. Um, you did? I think I saw it once because I saw. Uh, I saw it with like. Uh, I want to say I went on two separate dates and saw it. Hopefully, two different chicks. Yeah, and I had to pretend the second time like I hadn't seen it. I think that it's was like the, three hours wait for a hand end. job. God damn it! Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. The only thing sinking was my boner. <laughs> I saw this in the theater with my mom. Uh, she you did s- not get a hand job. No, I did not. That would have been pretty fucking gross if I uh, if I asked for one. <laughs> yeah, she already saw it with my dad, and I said, I you know I want to see it, but it's, you can't that you know that that came out when we were in college for Christ's sake. It's not like hey guys, want to go see? Yeah, we were juniors in college. Yeah, man. So yeah, I saw it with my mother. Rotten Tomatoes scores, Kevin Israel. You know it. You love it. Give me a critic score. Uh, I bet critic score. I feel like they gave, they also gave this movie a hand job. I feel like it's got like a 92. Little high, 89. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll not take bad. It. Not far off. Audience, what do you have for the Rotten Tomatoes score for that? Oh, I feel like everybody loves this movie. I'm going to say like a 96. Mm-hmm. You would be very off. In fact, you should probably flip those numbers. 69. Dude. Really? 69. Really? Yeah. Wow. IMDB oh. on the old 1 to 10. What do you have for that? Um, we're saying 8.9. 7.8. Really? Wow. It yeah, doesn't that... have the love that we all thought it did. Uh, let's also, some financial numbers. A, an astoundingly high, and remember, this is 1997, $200 million budget. I mean, that's what Avengers did last year, budget-wise. <laughs> $200 million budget, $1.8 billion globally, which is wow. at $2.8 today. Stayed at number one for 15 consecutive weeks. Opened on December 19, 1997. Closed October 1st, 1998. Wow. This is Gone with the Wind numbers, which was, what, four episodes ago? Is that the, long, is that the longest run in the theater? No, Gone with the Wind was, but then again, the competition, oh. there was like, what, one movie over yeah. like two or yeah. three weeks? I mean, but still, 10 months. And this is the first film, by the way, to be still in the theater while it was released on VHS. People saw that while in relationships, broke up, and then went and saw it again just to feel better about <laughs> themselves. Is that a fun fact about you? No, maybe. <laughs> Shut up. Stop judging me. Number three, all-time highest-grossing film. Quotes. The obvious, I'm the king of the world. Number two, are you ready to go back to Titanic? <laughs> Iceberg, right ahead. Another classic. And Kevin Goatee's favorite one of this episode, Women and Machines Don't Mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Israel, do you have any quotes? The only quote that I ever stood out to me that I ever that I do say every now and then is "Draw me, Jack." <laughs> <laughs> Meow. You know and I've said that to uh, a lot of dudes actually, so it's always weird. Oh, especially guys not named Jack. Yeah. Five fun facts song right about now. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. Guess who's tone deaf? You just became more punchable. <laughs> Impossible. How can you go? How can you go past a hundred? 
Five fun facts. The studio wanted, here we go, our favorite game. Who did the studio want to play Jack originally? Matthew McConaughey. I can't believe that they had, there was anybody in the running beyond Leonardo DiCaprio. And Matthew Can you imagine McConaughey, like, iceberg, 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 all right, all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. It, he, Matthew McConaughey was older at that point, wasn't he? He was this definitely was older 97, than 97, so what was Jason confused, like 95 around there? Yeah, yeah. I was a, yeah, so I was a not, freshman in college. Yeah, he's not, he's not old there. Reben McIntyre to play Molly Brown, which was played by Kathy Bates. Reba had to back out due to scheduling. And who was up for the role of Rose? None other than Miramax's darling and Harvey uh, Weinstein blowjob giver, Gwyneth Paltrow, allegedly. I could see that. I could, too. I could have seen that. Number two. Although she, you know what? I think Gwyneth would have been almost a little too attractive. See, this is the thing. Is Kate, this is, this is the, the, the game I love playing. Is Kate Winslet attractive? I see she's cute, not hot. Really? She's yeah, hot, she's not cute. like old European way. You know that? Yeah, like she's cute. Like, yeah. She's a buxom, brassy woman. <laughs> yeah, she's cute. Like, I get, like, all right, if I saw her, I'm like, all right, what's up, Kate? But, I mean, know, she, she wasn't jump off the only piece of wood into a frozen water. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's like the guys who say, like, Natalie Portman's hot. Like, no, 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 no. She is not shove you off that piece of wood. No. Uh, let's see. Number two. Leonardo DiCaprio did not do the sketches in his book, but you know who did? James Cameron. So that was his hands? Yeah, he's a hell of an artist, apparently. That's kind of, that makes everything a little more creepy. Okay. Number three, who was supposed to be Captain Smith, the captain of the Titanic, but had to back out due to GI issues? Robert De Niro. Hmm. That's weird. I expected more of a reaction from you two on that one. I really did. I got. <laughs> I'm more. I'm just more con- concerned about his GI issues that he was having. He's fine, apparently. Spoiler alert. Well, that's good. It, it all worked out for him. <laughs> Number four, Paramount had to send theaters replacement reels because they consistently wore out their copies being played in the theater for so many times for so long. That's that. Well, for ten months, that makes sense. Yeah. Sounds about right. A first-class suite on the actual Titanic at that time cost four thousand three hundred and fifty bucks, which is wow. now seventy-five thousand for that for that suite. That seems about right. Yeah. A bonus fun fact: Who was approached to do the score with Cameron? And actually, James Cameron did see a, a rough cut with some of her music in it. Enya. Hmm. You know what I just learned? That Enya is a woman. Uh, you didn't know that? I mean... <laughs> oh, I had no idea. <laughs> I guess she didn't want to... She turned that down to not sail away with millions of dollars. Oh, Waka, Waka. I guess Waka. her heart did not go on. <laughs> I expect more of those later on. Now, though, <laughs> enough of this horse shit. Karen Margolis hates Titanic. Makes oh, no bones about it. So, Karen Margolis, go ahead and cut the secret um, okay, well, first of all, I watched this movie and I was like 14 with my dad and my sister. So no blowjobs whatsoever. <laughs> and I cried all the way home and they got mad at me for being such a little bitch. <laughs> and it affected me deeply. And um, seeing scenes again from Titanic, it is so low-key holocaust Like, I didn't realize it was a Holocaust movie. Oh, shit. Are you guys Jewish? I am. I am not. My last name is Israel. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, first of all, the going, the playing music while you go down with the ship. Anyway, yeah, uh, oh, it's so hard to hate this movie, guys. I really, I thought it would not hold up <laughs> after all these years. And it's like, so, all right, all right, you guys look upset. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a terrible, awful movie. Um, <laughs> no, we're desperately, we're desperately trying to pivot. Okay, well, here's the thing. All right, so, you know, Cal's supposed to be this evil guy, right? He's like this right. kind, and then she goes for, like, the hot, poor guy. But uh, he's, like, so her rich guy is actually, like, such a perfect catch. She just ruins her life for no reason. She could have gotten on a lifeboat with a hot Richie and just had a great life. Yeah, but he was a pussy. But Billy Zane, top 20 film douchebag in my book. Oh my God, he's got, he's got a more punchable face than you do. <laughs> if someone negged me nonstop and then gave me a giant diamond and told me to behave, <laughs> I would be so in love. <laughs> what more do you have to do to win a bitch over? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So um, many of our listeners are now scrambling to figure out what negged means. Negging that's easy. Just, just go back and watch that that show on was it VH1 with mystery with the big yeah. cowboy hat the player yeah, something exactly. player the players. Yeah, Don't lie. You have his books in your fucking bookcase, Kevin. I fucking like wrote that, those, books. those books. I was writing those books when he was still trying to figure out how to open a door. <laughs> Why else do you hate this film, Karen? Here, let's hear it. Okay. Um. Uh, I hate it because. <laughs> Um, aside from all the beautiful memories it brought back, um, and how hot Kate Winslet is, um, you know what? You really think she's hot? Yeah, I think she's really pretty. Here's, if you saw her in real life, you would think she was beautiful. Mm. Yeah, no, this is a movie thing, yeah, because, like, people are supposed to be so perfect, and she's kind of, like, the hottest regular girl you ever saw. You know what? All right, wait, wait, that's fair, that she's a hot regular girl. She's a mall 10. But yeah, she's she like a Hollywood six and a half, seven. Stop it. She held up great. She's hot. No, she's attractive. Don't get, well, you put her and Emily Redzikowski next to each other, Denise Richards in her prime, or I don't fucking know, uh, um, one of the Kardashian, you know, Khloe Kardashian. She's not holding her own in that court. No Khloe way. Kardashian, she's not holding her own against Khloe. I'm sorry, Courtney, Courtney, not Khloe. That's, that's you just that's listened that's to Kevin Goatee <laughs> scramble through his spank bank. Yeah. I mean, which one is this? Which one's the older one? What's not Kim? That's not also the, the, the man one. Oh, wait, that's it. <laughs> right. Not the man. No, she's beautiful. She's like, she's perfectly cast as this like European plump, pale dumpling. <laughs> she, <laughs> dumpling is the perfect <laughs> apple or, or Chinese food dumpling no she, Chinese food dumpling <laughs> no one on the Titanic had any kind of muscle tone that was ripped <laughs> well, maybe the dudes who were shoveling coal in the engines were ripped but we never people had guys. slaves and servants back then yes exactly now you hear me they didn't have to do no. anything right so anyway. it was it was a very uh there was a lot of social commentary as far as the people in steerage and that they're there down there, like drinking whiskey and dancing the jig. Just call them Irish. We get it. We know, we understand. We, you know, (laughs) it it was funny by the way, too. You saw the one Italian guy for about the first 10 minutes when, you know, they're dicking around playing cards and then what's the name Fabrizio? I wrote it here somewhere. Like you see him in the very end, like, Oh, there you are, Jack. And he's trying to escape the water. Oh, the water is coming. I'm like, this is the <laughs> shittiest 
Italian sidekick since Luigi in the Mario Brothers movie. This is a waste of time. Okay. Guys, I don't think we're going to get out of this at all. What do you mean you threw away the fucking map? <laughs> By the way, that film is not that good anymore. Watch it again. You're like, Blair Witch, you're like, oh, boy. Oh. No, Blair Witch is a is a, is a a one-pump chump. You see that? the truth. I oh, never had any desire to see that movie again. Karen, why else do you hate Titanic? Um, I despise Titanic, first of all. Sure. Because... It ruins present-day Leonardo DiCaprio for me. Why? Or you had got Leonardo DiCaprio to present-day banging models and making, you know, $150 million a film, though. Yeah, but who cares? He's old and fat. He, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take his side. You know what? He doesn't fucking care because he doesn't have to because he's Leonardo DiCaprio. He has an extra 25 pounds. <laughs> I'm flying private down to uh, St. Bart's. So join me, you know, 22-year-old Instagram model. Boom. I'd fuck Leonardo DiCaprio now. Would you? Yeah. You just saw him in the movie then, at his uh, prime Leonardo DiCaprio. And this is the Leo that you would take, 2020. Oh, wait, I'm not saying this is the Leo I would take, but I would take the Leo that was that's available. <laughs> would you take did you see him, Diaries, did you see? Did you see him give that speech at the Oscars? No. <laughs> He's amazing. Is he? Yeah, he's just amazing. He's one of those guys who's like, ah, he can do anything he wants. I'm so good. He's good in everything. Was he still dating models back then? Uh, why stop? <laughs> back in Titanic days? I don't, I, don't, I don't know that he had fully realized his powers. I feel like he was I, I a young Jedi I think, at that I think point. He was, I think he was on top of the hot shit since Gilbert Grape or even Growing Pains days. <laughs> Growing Pains. <laughs> the fucking the vagabond friend or whatever he was. The fight card game is a simple game of chance. Pick a card, and you are ready to cheer for your fighter and how they can win. It's a must-have for fight fans, but also for those who get invited to a combat sports viewing event. Pick a card and be invested in the bout. It's simple. Great for all combat sports like MMA, boxing, UFC, Bellator, or jiu-jitsu matches. Other sports have seasons, but combat sports are all year long, so you'll get plenty of use. Host your own fight night party or be the hit at a friend's party by bringing the cards along. Learn more about the cards at thefightcardgame.com or go directly to amazon.com and purchase a set for $12.99. That's thefightcardgame.com. Karen, give us another few bullet points why you hate Titanic. Let's, besides Leo not getting it done for you and, and, the, and the, story, the story of the, I guess you said the Holocaust-ish theme to it. It what else gets your goat about this? Yeah, that is a shocking theme, I'd say. Yeah. I can't believe no one's called it out before. Wow. It's super dark. Yeah, like, the, that's all Holocaust stuff, by the way. Like, playing music as you die. As, as a lifeboat's rap. <laughs> hey, Kevin, is, is my resident Jew on the show? Can you, uh, do you agree with that tone of the uh, Holocaust theme of the Titanic? You know, it's funny that she says that. So I'm watching the show Hunters on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, okay. uh, super graphic Nazi TV show or whatever kind of show. And, uh, and they do a lot of flashbacks to the Holocaust and there is a whole episode dedicated to this one Nazi who would make the Jews play music or sing music. And if they were off key, he would kill them. He would just shoot them right there. And there was a whole thing about how the Nazis made the Jews like learn their songs and play their music. So I, I do kind of see what she's getting at it, it, that there's this, this creepy music theme. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, my question is, if, if the Jews were perfectly on key, did they still get shot? Well, only one got to live. So it was only the most perfectly on key. I see. 
Gotcha. All right. Karen, anything else you hate about this film? Um, yeah. So like Jack's cool, right? Jack's a cool guy. He knows how to dance. He parties. He's cute and young. Cheats of cards. My kind of guy. Yeah. Great guy. Fun guy. Hot young guy. All right. He was like a stupid bitch. <laughs> and he falls in love with her anyway. That's every, like, so I'm watching Vampire Diaries. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's, and it's great. It's the worst and it's great. And everyone's in love with this one stupid bitch who's the worst. Elena's the worst. She's the most boring person who's ever lived. And everyone is completely in love with her. Rejects other people for her. And yeah, Rose is the dumbest. First of all, she's going to kill herself instead of just not marrying a dude. You know, you can just not marry a guy and you can just keep the necklace anyway. It's not a big deal. Indentured slavery, how white people, that exists. She did fuck in a car. That's pretty cool. She did fuck in a car, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in my notes. I have, I have a very, very distinct opinion about that whole car fucking scene, but <laughs> I understand completely why he wouldn't, he'd want to get with her. She's higher class. He's yeah. the, the, the Billy Zane character. He's damn near royalty. She's definitely, at the least, upper middle class. I'd even say lower upper class. So he's I, leapfrogging at least two, one and a half class systems to get to her. Of course I see why she would... Uh, want to he want to get in her and, and she's offering to get you know, mo- you know model naked for him of course he's gonna want it yeah done sure why not but, and she wanted to slum a little bit yeah see now you'll know and now we've, uh, all, we've all been there in the bar ending up with somebody we'd probably not normally as, end up with as we call the 145 option yeah Kevin, I'll give my notes in transition. I mean, she moves over to her her next uh, room. Uh, Opening the film, Bill Paxton with those shitty uh, highlights in his hair. Game over, man. Game over. (laughs) I saw that. Oh, my God. I forgot Bill Paxton. Then he had these. Dude, that took me right back to like the late 90s. I think the Sugar Ray kind of music and shit and all. Uh, Oh, that was a nice flashback. I said, ah, good old days. I suspect that nerd, the camera guy, was the that was. This is the film that started with the nerd with the beard and ponytail look. This was the guy with Seth Rogen before Seth Rogen, or as we call them, GameStop employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also amazed how the old lady made one phone call and immediately was patched into a research ship. How the fuck does that happen? Amazing fact. You they know, had phone books back then. They were able to look that shit up. Yeah. No one says Boeing Voyage anymore. Ships leave. No. No one says Boy and Voyage. I want to bring that back. Let's bring it back by waving goodbye at subways or cars at stoplights or airplanes. How about chasing after a subway as it's running so you can see your love just one more (laughs) moment? A sliding doors moment. Imagine being in a subway and seeing somebody do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) And everyone just like laughs and gives the finger as as the subway goes away. And totally get mugged. This film, this had to be the first film with green screen in its infancy because it is so archaic with the green screen, the way things were shot. But again, time, I get it. That was the way of the time. You know what, though? I remember when they, cause, you know, when, they show the, uh, when they show the ship at first and they show the ship sailing away and it was, a lot of it was matte work. And right. I, but I remember thinking like, wow, mm-hmm. that looks amazing. That yeah. was mad impressive back in the day. Sure. mind. Yeah, and now it's like, what is this? Yeah. Like, Just by the way that Kate Winslet's character spit, you can tell that she gives a, lo- a lousy blowjob. Oh, yeah, the complaints start rolling in right away. Are you there yet? How much longer? <laughs> Did you come? <laughs> My jaw yeah. hurts. If 
If they really wanted Kate Winslet's family to be upset, they would have made Jack a black guy. And then they would have thrown that black guy overboard instead of just beat him up like those two guys did. Just they couldn't fair. have Jack. They couldn't have Jack get killed in the first twenty minutes of the movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. In the very end, just drown him or something. I'm, I'm pretty sure they would have really went over. And my one of my favorite notes. Apparently, police sketch renderings was porn back in 1910. <laughs> Every time they play Celine Dion's "My Heart Will Go On," she gets five five sugar cubes as royalty payments. How is she? No, she's a, I'm making, that's a joke, but she's a horse. <laughs> Leo and Rose bang in a car. Why? On all places, on a luxury liner, it's the car that's tinier than a fucking Pinto they choose to have sex on. What will happen? They didn't have a unicycle next to that car to fuck on instead? Are you kidding? Such a waste. Hated that. Hated that. They were, mean, they were so in love, they needed yeah. to have sex immediately where they were. I, I, I listen. Could have banged her where they were shoving coal in. I would have banged her if I'm if I'm that poor dude. I go right to that penthouse and take her right where her her husband to be would sleep. That's just not everyone has an Amex black card that they can throw down and get a get a hotel room right away. Kev. Sometimes <laughs> you just gotta. Sometimes you just bang him in the alley. <laughs> they're on a luxury ship. They could they fuck in a combined you know, a confined little space. You could have put her on top of that car. All right, like a gentleman does. You know, we were hampers <laughs> on the hood. Have some class. <laughs> Does Hollywood always have to make the upper class seem like dickheads? I mean, after all, that is who is writing, directing, and starring in these films. Jesus Christ. Hey, you know what's funny that you say that? I felt like the people, uh, the, the the rich people in the in the in the highest class of the of the boat felt a lot like this is the people from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Very true. Like they all felt like the same level of like just obliviousness to their lifestyle and its impact on other people. Oh, and, and the fetching of and the and the almost indentured slavery, yeah. right? Yeah. Another note I have a problem with, she's running around the ship in the very end in a nightgown slash cover-up in the freezing water before she even goes fucking overboard. She's dead of hypothermia before she even saves him in the basement. This is bullshit. For the most part, I thought people getting on board the lifeboats were, were relatively civilized. I expected that, that in real life, that shit would look like, you know, the running of the bulls in Pamplona, the Source Awards in 1999, or the opening of a Walmart on a Black Friday morning. Yeah, I, maybe we've just become bigger assholes now or something. I don't know. Have. She gets out of the lifeboat to be with them, but can't move over on a piece of driftwood. Mm -mm. Which has been graphically shown multiple times that he could have fit on it in any number of arrangements. Right, right. And he can fuck in a car. They can exactly. fit on a car. <laughs> Yeah, like she, they couldn't, he couldn't have just laid on top of her? Like, let's just right. try this. <laughs> Look, we may die. I understand the waters are freezing cold. Maybe try and shove up. They slip one in before you, you guys may drop, drop dead. You never know. The exertion might warm us up a little bit. The old lady throws a necklace overboard, but, you know, with that necklace, she could have bought her house, sent all of her kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids to college, or wasted it and sent it to some and pay for a mega preacher's private jet like Joel Osteen. But no, she keeps it for sentimentality. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> she could have had she could have had the Titanic raised from the depths with that thing. Yeah. Instead, she threw that and not to not to just put a nail in the coffin of the stereotype. My mom always <laughs> refers to this movie as ugh. The one where the woman throws the, the necklace away. 
I'm like, that's what you took away from that the entire movie. That's what you took away. <laughs> even, even dumbass Britney Spears put this little clip in one of her song lyrics, if you remember that. Oops. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Said, uh, yeah. Which one was it? Was it Oops, I Did It Again? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in the video. Yeah, there you go. The old lady threw it overboard. Well, I went down and got it for you, baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Was it Oops, I Did It Again? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think it was crazy. No, uh, I did it again. It was? Yep. I'll go to Karen. I'll defer to Karen on this one. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll gladly not be right on this one. No, my 14-year-old memory, if it serves, and it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin, Israel, what notes do you have from this film? Um, first of all, the, the movie, uh, does not hold up at all. Um, I, I think the first time I saw it, I was impressed just by the, the, just the, the, the majesty of the movie and the size of it. Um, the movie starts off interesting with the, with the old woman and them going to look for the boat and that, that, and I thought the movie was going in a completely different way. I don't know if I just never seen the trailer for it, (laughs) but I thought the movie was going to be about them discovering the bones of the Titanic and there were just going to be flashbacks and the whole movie was going to be about these uh, adventurers or whatever, the scientists. And then you see them, you know, in the very beginning of the movie and then three hours later, you see them again at the very end. And, uh, and I thought that movie would have been very much, much more interesting than just the random love story that we get shoved down our face in the midst of this awesome historic event. Like, if you don't believe in God and you learn that the Titanic was billed as the unsinkable boat and it sank on its maiden voyage, you have to believe that there's some higher power out there who's like, fuck you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you what's unsinkable. Because that's just, there's so much karma involved in that that you can't walk away from and it was just, and I felt like that whole amazing story and irony was just kind of put to the backdrop of these two idiots who, this kid who snuck onto the boat because he wanted to go to America because he was just, he needed to find another place where he could have been a poor piece of shit. And <laughs> classism, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> and, and, and her just a, a privileged, obnoxious nutcase who decides that she's going to leave her guy for this dude and bang him in a car. Like that's the story we have to listen to when this awesome, incredible historic story is taking place. And I just, and I may, I, I'm pretty sure the first time I didn't hate the movie, but every time I've seen it since then, I hate it just a little more. Yeah. It really holds up different for boys and girls. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie no, but look, I, listen, listen, I'm not against love stories. There are plenty of love movies and, um, romance stories that I that I like and I can get behind but I just felt like this movie was like you know what we should make because we have the technology now a movie about the Titanic well what's it going to be about I don't know a love story and then that was it and then they just wrote this shitty story and the the most interesting parts of the movie for me are the stuff about the boat and what happens when the boat starts sinking to me, that's when the movie starts to get interesting. Much, you start to much s- more interesting. I mean, yeah. that's that the entire... Because you're waiting the entire time. And it's funny, I even saw on the internet, it, it, uh, some guy goes, you know, let's face facts. You know who caused the, the, the crash in the iceberg? It was, it was those two. It was uh, DiCaprio and, and Kate Winslet because the guy in the crow's nest was right. watching them, like, hook up and shit and make out. It wasn't paying attention. But then again, shame on you if you can't see a, a fucking glacier slash iceberg you know, in the, yeah. in the distance. 
And it wasn't a small iceberg, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it, this is the size of Rhode Island, for Christ's sake. I mean, it was a wall of ice that the thing crashed into. Right. But at, as soon as the as soon as the boat starts hits, and then you start to learn about it taking on water, and you learn about the different chambers that were supposed to prevent the water from getting into the rest of the boat, and that's actually what sunk the boat. As soon as you start learning about all that, then it becomes a much more interesting, much more exciting, and unique movie. It almost has that. Um, Almost like any disaster movie. It has that feeling of just impending doom. Right. And especially since you know how it's all going to go down. Right. No pun intended. Um, it's just, it, it, the movie moves much faster, but you have to wade through this horseshit romance story that just has nothing to do with the overall mm-hmm. event. It, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say it's not, it's a love story, but it's not, how much do you love someone? When you're daydreaming while they die. <laughs> if you love someone who's freezing to death in an ocean, you won't, okay, you won't make room on the door, whatever. You're a posh bitch. I get it. You're not used to making room on doors. Um, wouldn't you, like, talk to him, make sure he stays conscious, slap him across the face a little bit, make sure he's moving his little legs? No. His little legs? What is he? Yeah. He's staring oh, Italian. Which one? Stars. She's wishing on stars. <laughs> Turns around, he's completely frozen to death. Yeah. And she immediately lets go. <laughs> he's saying, yeah. don't not, like that. Not, a, not a fan of... Yeah. It's, right away, she's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hands open right away. Diamond, she has. Leonardo DiCaprio, not important. Yeah, and then, yeah, the, and then the irony... Really this one... And 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 the real story is, if you're an asshole, you survive. Because Billy Zane makes it. <laughs> you, you kind Survival of, of the Biggest Dick is the name of this movie. Yep. <laughs> the more fitting ending would be when she's on that rescue ship, and then yeah. she sees him walking by, and she kind of you know, averts her gaze, and then she looks down and cuts at something else, and then you see his hands with like a big piano wire go behind her and just strangle her. That would have been a better <laughs> She made out like a bandit, didn't she? She got a giant diamond. Everyone's jealous. She gets to be old. She doesn't marry this asshole. She gets to fuck in a car. And then she lives. And then her, and she, one guy fucks off and one guy is frozen. And she ends up in America. And what an amazing life. She won the game. An yeah. unfortunate series, I guess a fortunate series of events like Lemony Snicket. Oh, Kevin, do you have any more notes at all or no? Um, no, that's, that, I mean, that's, that pretty much sums up my, my feelings <laughs> on the movie. I think there, there, just, there was a lot of opportunity there and there was, there is some cool historical nods. Like to, to me, this is a movie that should have been more of a, like a, a biopic, um, ab- about that, to- that moment in time and what was going on. And, it, and they just, and they just, they just threw in this horseshit <laughs> love story that just, just did nothing for the overall um, theme of the of the Titanic. Like I wanted to know more about. I would have rather the movie was about the crew and what the crew was doing, and follow around one of the guys on the crew during this whole thing, than some fucking Cockney idiot who was trying to get to America so he could pick pockets there. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, spoken like a nerd. They could have nerded out so much harder. <laughs> I think I, I can't wait till someone does Avatar with us because it's gonna be the same <laughs> thing, the same political message behind. The same grand, you know, grand stage and the technology they had for Avatar, and then they're just going to say, "Well, here's the fucking story behind Avatar. It sucks." 
So. You know what's funny though? At least in Avatar, well, you're right. I guess in the end, you're kind of right. Because at least in Avatar, like I watched the whole movie and I walked out and I was like, that was cool. And then I was driving home and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know what they tried doing to me. <laughs> I'm not going to go save the environment now. Yeah, deforestation, <laughs> fuck you. Fern Gully, I saw that movie already. But I will tell you, the ride in Universal Studios is, or is it, no, it's in, uh, it's not in Universal, it's in Disney. The ride is fucking sick. I've heard it's bad. I recommend it. All right, critics, five star reviews. Hit the theme. Critics, five star reviews. Critics, five star reviews. Critics, five star reviews. Titanic has deservedly cemented its place as one of the greatest movies of all time as it manages to capture the wretchedness of historical tragedy while also skillfully enrapturing us with the dedication shown by one person to another. Ah, uh, kill yourself. Exa- yeah, there you go. And by the way, these were all called recently, yet again. This is my favorite one because it rhymes. The dialogue may be unspeakable, but the film remains unsinkable. Ah. Uh, See you at the I, next freestyle jam. Uh, thanks, sure. so Shady. Yeah, he sucks. Sure, Titanic may be, may be clumsy corny and obvious but the sincerity of its emotions and the power of its spectacle endure it is simply a great film a throwback to classic filmmaking and more than that an experience with unusual resonance to the world of today that was a lot of nothing in that sentence i hate people who put that much thought into shitty movies they're just using big words again put those english lit degrees to use Critics one star reviews. Director James Cameron takes one of his most beloved, one of the most beloved historical incidents, and transforms it into a McDonald's product. Is it a beloved historical incident? <laughs> I mean, does anybody love the sinking of the Titanic? <laughs> That's a real gut buster, right? That uh, the Battle of Custer <laughs> the Hill, Hind- about- the Hindenburg. Nothing like watching people burn in a blimp, <laughs> <laughs> wounded knee, uh, uh, Gettysburg. <laughs> Now it can be told, the Titanic went down because of two distracting smoochers on the poop deck. On the poop deck. Titanic went down and so did Rose. No one mentioned that song that it's curses with for... The heart, your heart will go on? Yeah, yeah. I tried to make one joke about it early on and nobody bought into it. She, I mean, that, that is the, uh, listen, that's her lottery ticket. Could you, what, you know, wouldn't you shit your pants if you could write that one joke that gets you a residency in Caesars like she has right now, that mm-hmm. one fucking song? I mean, can anyone name a Celine Dion song besides that off the top of their head? No, like, I'm no. sure. I mean, I know there's a few famous ones. There are, but I couldn't name one off the top of my head. That's, that's my point. No. Karen, you, nothing? No, and I really like her. She, <laughs> I, I saw her, which, what did she before? She she performed at one of the award shows recently, and maybe it was the Oscars. And she needs to eat a burger. Oh, her hus- is- by the way, her husband recently died, and apparently he was a piece of shit, just gambling all her money away and whatever, just for that kind of lifestyle. Would you bite the bullet, Kevin Israel, for her? Yeah. I said I'd fuck Leo, so yeah, I'll do. <laughs> well, he's pretty. She's not. <laughs> you saying no to Kate Winslet, yes to Celine Dion? Meow. I, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You are misrepresenting what I said. Oh I never God. said I wouldn't have sex with Kate Winslet. I just said I didn't think she was hot as everyone makes her out to be. Got it. Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. 
<laughs> I'm a 19-year-old dude, and this is one of my favorite films of all time, having really affected who I am. Let's yep, pause. We know, I know how we it know is. We know who you are. <laughs> and how it affected you. Someone. I feel in different. In, in college. Oh, always been a history buff, and since I was a little kid, I've been fascinated by the story of the Titanic. When I first watched this film, I meant to watch it for the historical aspect and plan to disregard the love story aspect because that's for girls. Real, well, <laughs> was written I by was, a 12-year-old? <laughs> he says he's 19. <laughs> well, I was quite mistaken, and the stories and character is ec are excellent. And I sort of looked up to Jack as the guy I wanted to be uh, a fucking thief, by the way. Let's point that out. You wanted to be a popsicle? Yeah. An all-around good guy who treats everyone fairly and will do whatever it takes to protect those who need it. Blah, blah, blah. Moral of the story, make each day count, and I thank all who are involved in the making of this film to help bring that message to me. If you haven't watched this film, you really should. I never would have guessed spending $19.99 would change me as a person. So, translation, spending 20 bucks helping you transition from man to woman is good for you. Jesus. <laughs> Number two, this, this is gonna, this again. I saw this movie when it was first released with now a dearly departed friend. Sour note. Amazon one star reviews, here we go. Amazon one star reviews. It's time for Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Okay, the love story is nice. Not great, not immortal, but nice. It certainly would not be worth its own movie. The second half is impressive, but spoiled by the bullshit of the love story. There never was a star of the ocean. There never were a Jack and Rose. There never was a nasty, grasping, spoiled millionaire whose name nobody remembers. That's all crap. It's all made-up Hollywood rehash. He must just hate watching fiction in general. <laughs> There's no John McClane. He yeah. never went up the tower. This is all bullshit. <laughs> You can't sink a hell or kill a helicopter off a roof and jump off with a fire hose. That's bullshit. I called the NYPD. They never hired a detective McLean. She was a number this is the last two. She was a selfish dick. She should have <laughs> used her rich yeah, selfish dick. I like that too. She should have used her richly educated brain to fit him on that damn door. Damn Rose, you as cold as ice. Signed an angry Asian woman. <laughs> Well done. My stupid friend watched this on Saturday night when he was logged into my Prime account. Jesus, Adam, Titanic by herself on a Saturday night? Really? <laughs> yeah, Adam. yeah, Adam. I guess they didn't have the Gilmore Girls on, you big bush. <laughs> Last one of my favorite one. Wife loves it, but this is my account. I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm showing her now gotta go she's coming right back <laughs> and now I'm gonna go spit on her while she's sleeping oof Karen Margolis did you gut the sacred cow for Kevin or did she gut the sacred cow let's ask you that um no I'm sorry Karen oh, this I don't was think so hard, guys this was so hard this movie really resonates with my heart <laughs> this is hard I mean I it has it has it, I'm going to say, you guys are going to hate this, but I'm going to say that if you were a 14-year-old girl when this movie came out, it's really hard to fully hate it in 2020. I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. But, so when you, went to, when you went to watch it, did you think you were going to hate it 
yeah. then you were like, oh shit, I still like it. Yeah, because it's three hours, first of all. It's three hours and change. I was like, nothing's worth three hours, right? Like, that's like such a heavy investment. It can't yeah. pay off. And uh, yeah, no, movies, movies great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was awful, and I, I still hate it. Kevin Israel, give me a one to ten on the, for your score for this. Uh, four. I agree. Four. I'll tell you what. I'll give her a five just for pageantry. And you see uh, Kate Winslet's tit. I'll give her I'll give her a five for that reason. Why not? Is it rewatchable? Yes, the answer is an emphatic no. I don't think I'll ever no. have to watch this again as long as I live. Nope. Maybe, maybe if it's on in the last act where the ship is sinking, that'll maybe bring me back for a hot second or two. But zero chance of me ever buying this or watching it again. So... Not a fan. I thought it was all right when it mm -hmm. came out in 97. What else came out in 90, without even looking? I'm gonna, oh. 1997, the likes of Jerry Maguire, Shine, The English Patient, Fargo, Secrets and Lies. Or was this 98? They might have put it in. Actually, you know what? They might have put it in. Is it 98, maybe? I don't know. What was Shine? Well, yeah, see, this was 98. Okay. 98, this was nominated for. Now I have a problem because here we go. Here's what was nominated. Titanic. The Full Monty, which I have never or will ever see. I've seen Good Will, Good will Hunting, which is a fucking fantastic oh, that's film. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, look, it gets worse. As Good As It Gets with, with the Nicholson, also good. Yeah, that's a good one. And yeah. for The Peace They Resist On, which is one of my films I just put out on my list of you, in case you didn't miss it or not, of one of the most underrated films of all time, L.A. Confidential. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen it. And I saw your list and I was like, I should probably go back and watch that. It is fucking great. It is amazing. And the fact that this one, shame on you. Karen Margolis, thank you for coming on Gutting the Sacred Cow. Where else can we find you on social media shows? Let, me, let us hear it. Um, you can, well, there's honestly everything's canceled right now, obviously. But um, you can find me on Instagram, Karen Margolis, K-E-R-E-N Margolis, M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S, and Karen Kardashian on Twitter. And I'm around. We'll try to get nerdgasm up. I don't know what's happening at all with everything. There's no shows. Everything's canceled. Everything's on Zoom. So we'll see. We can follow me there. I'll update everybody. And, um, yeah, coming in hot. Come <laughs> that should be your fucking show title, Coming in Hot. That's not the worst idea, Goatee. Yeah, I like Listen. it. Karen, thanks again for coming out. We're forced for uh, coming on. Excuse me. We're going to tag you on social media. Kevin Israel, where are you going to be besides in your kitchen? Um. Yeah. I, I literally every show I have had in the next two months was canceled. Um. Uh, it's it was painful. It, my the, the sacred cow that was gut was my bank account. Oof. And uh. And so yeah. So where you know you can find me on on Twitter at Kevin Israel underscore NJ on Instagram Kevin Israel Comedy Kevin Israel dot com and you can get my album The Struggle Is Real on iTunes and please buy it cuz uh, I need to pay the mortgage. <laughs> Make up for that man's missing income. Yeah, they they, they canceled a few of my gigs in like mid late April already. I'm like, why? We can at least wait it out for a month. It's not like it's next week. Right. Oh, and my Venmo is Karen Dash. <laughs> you need oh, to you, you need to start a fans only account. KevinGoatee.com, G-O-O-T-E-E, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm trying to create new different different things. Check out my top ten list. I'm trying to put out one a day now for film stuff and just keep things moving along. At Kevin Goatee, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And let's also not forget, 
But thanks again to the Fight Card Game, thefightcardgame.com, as well as Amazon. You can buy it there, $14.99. To check them out, thank you to our sponsor. But again, Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, thank you, Karen Goals, for doing Gutting the Sacred Cow. Appreciate thank it. Take care. The Fight Card Game is a simple game of chance. Pick a card, and you are ready to cheer for your fighter and how they can win. It's a must-have for fight fans, but also for those who get invited to a combat sports viewing event. Pick a card and be invested in the bout. It's simple. Great for all combat sports like MMA, boxing, UFC, Bellator, or jiu-jitsu matches. Other sports have seasons, but combat sports are all year long, so you'll get plenty of use. Host your own fight night party or be the hit at a friend's party by bringing the cards along. Learn more about the cards at thefightcardgame.com or go directly to amazon.com and purchase a set for $12.99. That's thefightcardgame.com. Thanks, Karen. See you next time. Bye, guys.